0: We're going to start off with the third chapter of, uh, of Philippians and spend just a minute there, read a couple of scriptures, and then we'll go to the fourth chapter of Galatians. And if you will, hold a finger there, and then we'll go to the 14th chapter of John, but we'll see. Uh, in Gal- in Gal- I said Galatians, I mean Philippians, or did I say Philippians? You did. You said Galatians. Philippians Philippians chapter 3. Look at verse 20 uh, and 21. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly, eagerly await the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even subject all things to himself. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a Savior, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 4. Therefore, rejoice. Verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. Let your gentle spirit be known to all men. The Lord is near. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. We boil that down to three little sentences or three little phrases. Worry about nothing. Pray about anything. Thank God for everything. We also acknowledged last week that that was was hard to do, even for believers. But it's the thing we need to do. Worry about nothing. Pray about anything and thank God for everything. And then Paul writes in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your heart's and your minds in Christ Jesus and the peace of God. Peace of God. Turn with me, if you will, to John 14. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, 14th chapter. There's several passages of scripture that you just simply need to know. We've talked about this before, you know, the two commandments. You need to automatically know that that's in Exodus 20 or Deuteronomy 5. You just need to know that thing. When you're talking about the resurrection, you need to go to 1 Corinthians 15. When you want to talk about the Holy Spirit, you want to go to John 14, 15, and 16. So John 14 today. And let's look at verse 15 and follow. If your Bible is in red. This is the Lord Jesus speaking. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Verse 16. And I will ask the Helper And I will ask the Father, and He will give another Helper, that He may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it does not see Him or know Him. But you know Him, because He abides with you and will be in you you. The help, the comforter, the paraclete, the spirit. We've, driven, we've drawn that triangle on the board many, many times that, <clears throat> that God the Father spoke. And we heard from God the Father all the way up to the time Jesus came. And Jesus came in, and the Father says, This is my Son, listen to him. This is my Son, hear him. And we had three years where he walked and talked and lived. And then he had to supply or do the ultimate sacrifice on the Calvary's cross. And it's our faith in what happened on that cross and his righteousness that we're saved. Nothing we've done, nothing we could ever do, it's simply by faith. Jesus is fixing to go to that cross as he's speaking to him right now. And he says, I'm going to go, but I'm going to leave you a helper. I'm going to leave you someone that can teach you what you need to know. I'm not going to leave you as Orphans, look at verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Now, go up to verse 25 of the same chapter. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. But the helper, the comforter, the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. Verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled nor let it be fearful. And you heard that I said to you, I go away and I will come to you. If you love me, you would rejoice. Excuse me. If you love me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father. For the Father is greater than I Verse 27. The peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, do I give to you. Do not let, let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Well, peace. <laughs> there was a time and that we saw peace written everywhere, on the back of a pe- pickup truck. And they tell me, this doesn't necessarily mean peace anymore, but when I grew up, that's what it meant. But it means something else, sometimes now. But it's that's the world's peace. John and Jesus is saying, he says, that's not the kind of peace I'm leaving with you. I'm leaving with you the peace that passes all understanding. Back to Philippians 4. And the peace of God which passes all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Paul has just got through saying, he says, worry about nothing. Pray about anything. Thank God for everything and God's peace will come. Um, <laughs> we 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 have to trust. There's a point in time where, where we just simply have to back up and trust um, in what he's done. We don't understand it all. We are maybe fearful, but we'll just trust. I mentioned last week, Mike mentioned, that uh, he didn't know what this <clears throat> surgery was going to what was going to happen, but you were good either way. You had this peace. Had this peace. And that can only come from the Lord. Can only come from the Lord. The peace that passes all comprehension. Verse 8. We're going to count here a while. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Peter was in the real early, he was following the Lord's leadership. The Holy Spirit impressed him to go to this centurion's house who was not a Jew. And uh, he said, well, Lord, I'll go if that's what you want me to do. And he had a vision of all these foods that the Jews call common or unclean. And he told him, he says, what I have blessed, they're no longer common or unclean clean. Rise in And he went, the, the, Lord, the Lord moved, the this, centurion this was saved, his whole house was saved. And from that little humble beginning, Christianity turned to the Gentiles who is everybody that's not a Jew and includes to us. And, and so with that little humble beginning we now have the gospel as we were talking. And he, Paul is talking to these people at Philippi that he wrote this thank you letter for because they had been good to him and we'll talk about that in just a minute. They were... A blessing to him. And he he tried to share his heart. And he says, worry about nothing. pray about everything. Thank God for anything. And he says, and the peace of God. And then he says, finally. And he gives this list of stuff. He says, if there's anything worthy to dwell on. To think about, to have in your mind, to have in your heart, think on these things. All right, what's the first one on the list there in verse? What is that? Verse eight. What's the first one on there? Truth. What is truth? What is truth? Huh. Don't don't get it from the headlines. But go ahead. Bye. Fact. What is truth? God. 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 Truth. What did Jesus said. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Right. And he said another thing, the truth. So the, truth. the truth. What is the truth? So Paul says, whatever is true, true. You notaries in the, in the group here. Uh, I've seen about stamp on the document. A true copy of the original. She put her notary seal and her sign on A true copy. This is true. This is truth. So, whatever is true, what's the next thing he says in chapter verse 8? Honorable. What honorable. is honorable? What is honorable? <coughs> what is honorable? Right thing to do. Pardon? The right thing to do. Upright. Right. Yeah? Up Upright. Upright. Again, trustworthy. Trustworthy. In accordance with the character characterized by principles of honor, upright, high rank, dignity, distinction, noble. Noble might be in your in your text. Illustrious. Distinguish. Honorable. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable. What's the next one? Right. What is right? <laughs> it's kind of describing sugar without saying it's sweet. Go ahead. Whatever is right, just, just. Okay. My first definition here is according to what is good, proper, just. The conformity with the fact, reason, truth. Reason, truth. Whatever is true honorable, and right. What's the next one? Pardon? Pure. Pure. What is pure? Pardon? um, Yeah. You're probably too old to, or too young to remember this, but I think... It's 99 and 44, 100% pure. It's pure. It didn't have anything else in it. You know, we call it, this is pure gold. What do we say we mean it's pure gold? It doesn't have any nickel or copper or anything in it. It's 100% gold. Okay, what's the next one? Lovely. What is lovely? Creation. Creation. Satisfying or or appearing to be uh, above other things. My first definition is charming. Exquisitely beauty Beautiful. A lovely flower. Like Francis said. Having beauty that appeals to the heart or the mind as well to the eye as a person or face. Delightful. Okay. So we have true, honorable, right, pure, lovely. What's the next one? Good repute. Pardon? Good repute. Good repute. Admirable, worthy of admiration, inspiring approval, reverence, excellence. Thanks. What's the next one? <laughs> worthy of praise. Now let's go to excellence and then we'll go to worthy of praise. Excellence, Thanks. the fact or state of excellence, superiority, 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 superior <laughs> excellence, praise, it's worthy, anything that's worthy of praise. What is praise? Acknowledgement. Act of expressing approval or admiration. Okay, to <coughs> offer grateful homage to God as in a word or a song. So Paul's telling the people here he says he says you need to think on things dwell on things that are this true honorable right pure lovely admirable worthy of praise excellent think on these things think on these things We get so clouded and bogged down in the things that we just call doing life. And all of these things crowd out the things we should be thinking about. This list doesn't say anything about watching the news, it doesn't say anything about any of the other activities that we might do, but he says if there's any worthy of this, dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. There's a scripture in Proverbs that we have kind of have used. Uh, uh, I could go there. I'm not going to go there, but I it it says for as he thinks within himself so is he so is he as he thinks within himself so is he Um, Jesus said it's not what we eat or what we drink that defiles us but what defiles us what comes out what we say He says that's coming from your heart. And and we say some things sometimes, I didn't mean that. (laughs) Oh me, we maybe need to check up. Sometimes we say some things and say, oh, I'm just kidding. Remember this. There's an element of truth in our gist there's an element of truth in our guest. Sometimes those off-the-cuff remarks are showing the real bill. Showing the real bill. He says, you need to dwell on these things. Honorable things. All this kind of stuff. I'm not going to dwell on this Proverbs chapter, but uh, verse, but It's one of these verses that we have, through the years, snatched a little portion out of. Like Dr. Dr. Parks preached early on, he said, We need to take Scripture in context and understand where it is. It's a good statement. But this is the verse that it was taken from, and this is from the message. I don't know if any of you got the message in front of you this morning. I just look at it from time to time, time to time to time. But this is what the message says about that verse: Don't accept a meal from top, top, tight Don't expect anything special. He'll be as stingy with it, with you as he was with himself. He'll say eat and drink, but won't mean a word of it. His misery. Serving you will turn your stomach and you realize that the meal is a shame. Did I say anything about what you think? But what the verse is saying here, here, the man is offering a meal. But that's not what he's thinking. That's not what he's thinking. We need to be careful about our thoughts. We've talked about Psalms one hundred one thirty, where he knows our thoughts. He's, he wants to hear what we have to say. He's interested in what we say. We need to, we need to be pure, right, loving, all these things, true, even. In our thoughts. Dwell on these things Paul said. Dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. Okay. Verse (coughs) 9. These things you have learned. And received. And heard. And seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. The things you've learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. <clears throat> practice. If you're good at anything, you practice. You practice. I've used this illustration many times before, but at home there was an older gentleman. He grew a garden every year. And his garden was absolutely beautiful. The rows were straight. The beans were staked. The potato, uh, tomatoes were staked. There wasn't any, any sprig of dirt, a um, sprig of rice in his, in his garden. Every time you passed his house, he was out in his garden with a hoe. He worked in his garden. He practiced those things. You quilters, that's a beautiful quilt. More times than not, it wasn't their first rodeo. It wasn't the very first quilt that they did. They worked at it. They practiced at it. All these things. There's some God-given ability, too. But one of of the most humbling games I've ever tried to, to approach was that little white ball and a stick. If you're any good, you practice that. You can't play every three months a game of golf and be any good. Can you, Ben? You've got to practice that. Paul said you got to practice these things. you got to. Something comes in your mind that's not of God, tell the devil to get out of there. Practice those things. Practice those things. You just need to practice being the man of God that he wants you to be. Worry about nothing. Pray about anything. Ask God for everything. And pray about these things and think on these things. He said, practice. He said, you can follow me too. He said, do what I did. Just follow me. Follow me. Okay. <clears throat> We're going to... Verse 10. <clears throat> but rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have received your concern for me. Indeed, your concern before, but you lack Opportunity. Not that I'm speak for want, for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I have. I know how to get along with humble means. I know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both having abundance. And suffering need. Verse 11. I have learned to be content. The Ten Commandments. Which somebody has rightly said. They're not ten suggestions. One of them says. Thou shalt not covet you not you shall not tell you what your neighbor has. We, we don't necessarily do that in some regard, but we have kind of softened it up a little bit and we suffer from the very same thing and we call it, I call it, the sin of comparison. Well, They have this. Yeah, that looks good. I might like to have that. And we compare. And when we compare, we get in trouble. Paul says, I've learned to be content with whatever it is. I'm content. I've been rich, and I've been poor. But I've learned to be content. Verse 13. If you don't have it marked, you ought to have it marked. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. It's amazing how the Lord can use circumstances and bring honor and praise unto Himself. He can even use the Today Show on NBC. Some of you have seen the post and repost of, maybe you saw it, when Kathy Lee came back this week after being off for her husband's funeral, death and funeral, and they kind of gave her the floor. And she told us some things about Frank that we didn't know. But she also bragged on Jesus, who they both knew. And one of her last lines as she was leaving the air was Philippians 4. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens. It's just not a word. It's just not a saying. But it's the truth. And if your heart is every tender to the leading and moving of the Holy Spirit, it's when you've lost a family member lost somebody you love. Then all these other things, the NFL gold rings, the NFL accolades and all these things. The only thing that mattered in Frank Gifford's life at that point in time, did he know Jesus or did he not know Jesus? And she says, I'm trusting in him. I'm trusting in him. I applaud NBC for not (laughs) taking her off the air and giving her the the time to express herself. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. As we leave here today, let's remember those those words that we think on, we dwell on those things that are pure, honest, right, lovely. All these things, we dwell on those things. And when the devil comes to fill our minds with stuff that don't matter, tell him to hit the road. Hit the road. Hit the road. I love you. Thank you for being here. Cliff, you have a great Tuesday. And we'll go from this place. We'll we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you. Father, we thank you for all you are. And we thank you for this time. We ask that you bless us. Be with us. We thank you for your word. That it's true. We can believe it. We can trust it. Father, go with us from this place. When we go home today, we can say, you know, it's been good to be in God's house today. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.